I like the tone of your voice. It's so soothing. <laughs> People are going to listen to this. So I know. And they're going to say, oh. man, Melanie's just so... See, that's probably why parents like talking to you on the phone. Because they're like, you just put them at ease. You know? You say, hey, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And they're like, you know what? You're right. It is I can be send my kid to camp. You I'll can. be fine. <laughs> you can high five on the way out the gate. Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Life Ranch Monthly Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Metcalf. MCP is all about the people that love New Life Ranch and the stories of how God is using this place to change lives. Each month, we'll hear from the people who work at New Life Ranch and learn about their life, their testimony, and their heart for this ministry. This month, I'm talking to not just one person, but two, Tim and Melanie Hale. Their long history with the ranch began when they sent their kids here in the 90s, and now they're on full-time staff. After hearing their story, we played a fun game of yes or no. So without further ado, let's get to know Mr. Tim and Miss Melanie Hale. Joining me today on the Monthly Camp Podcast, I don't have just one guest. I have two guests. And it's not just any two guests. It's Miss Melanie Hale and her lovely husband, Mr. Tim Hale. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. Great. To be here. Yeah. So, Great. Melanie, you're the registrar. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I should have asked you that beforehand. You would think I would know that. You're yes. the registrar. So. That is one of my hats I wear. Yeah. So you, maybe somebody listening to this recognizes your voice. I hope so. Because you would say, hi, thanks for calling New Life Ranch. This is Melanie. <laughs> How can I help you? And then uh, Mr. Tim over here, Director of Operations and Communications. Nope, not Director of Operations. <laughs> uh, you think I should know this because yeah, he's my boss. <laughs> development and Communications. <laughs> director of Development and Director of Communications. Right. My boss, as I just said, oh. even though I don't even know your title. Right. So, uh, well, so you guys, uh, as the listeners know, uh, have noticed already, have a distinct Texas twang. Yes, we do. Because you're from Texas. Yes, we are. And from the Dallas area. Uh-huh. Yep. So how did you find your way up all the way from the deep south down in Dallas? How did you find your way up to New Life Ranch? Well, I'll... Uh I guess I'd speak to that first because uh, my, I have a sister that lives in Springdale, Arkansas. Oh, okay. She's been a teacher there for a number of years and just retired this past year uh, after, I think, 40 years in teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the mid-90s, her kids started coming to New Life Ranch. She has uh, uh, two sons and a daughter, uh, two of my nephews and niece. And our kids are really close in age to their to their kids, to their cousins. And... They started coming to New Life Ranch, and they said, hey, why don't you all come up and go to New Life Ranch with us? And so we started sending our kids up here in the mid-90s, and we've been big fans of the ministry ever since. And yeah, honestly, it's always been kind of a prayer of ours that if we ever got to a place in our life where we could assist in a deeper way, that would happen, and that's what happened. <laughs> and now here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> here we are. 
Yes, and, and speaking of your kids, I know them quite well. Right. Uh, I was a camper with Zach. Right. And I was uh, on summer staff with both Candace and Nate. So right. I know those kids pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so you were down in Texas for basically your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then the Lord called you guys to new life. So, Melanie, what did that what transpired there? How did you guys end up here? You said it was your dream, Tim, and maybe right. a prayer to be able to oh, serve yeah. in some way. Sure, so what, what happened? How did, that, how did the Lord answer that prayer? Well, we just got to a place in our life um, where we thought we could just um, do a lot more than what we were doing. Um, we had a great life. Um, God had provided many things for us. And we were serving at a great church, Sherman Bible, and started participating in their mission trip program. And we were being very fulfilled by going overseas and serving um, on um, missionary medical camp trips. And our eyes and hearts were really being stirred and opened. And um, I probably got to a place a little bit quicker than Tim did. Um, <laughs> had a little bit more True. bandwidth in my life to think. Um, and um, I just started praying um, about what God wanted for us because He was placing a desire in our heart to serve in some type of missionary work. And um, we didn't know where or when. And uh, I started praying, and um, a big prayer of mine was for God um, to really work on Tim's heart, Mm. because he had a great career in Dallas, and a very fulfilling career, and, but there were were signs in his life, too, that he, we wanted more. We wanted just to lean in more, um, and to step up in faith, and what we were feeling in our hearts. I mean, truthfully, it's something I'd, I'd probably been wrestling with for I don't know, five or six years and kind of latter stages of a 30 year career with one organization there in Dallas Mm -hmm. and was really looking, um, not necessarily, I would say for meaning or purpose. I really felt like the, the, the job I was in, I had always felt like I had a purpose there, uh, even from a ministry standpoint Mm -hmm. in terms of being in contact with a lot of young people and, and crossing paths with a lot of people, and 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 uh, and many times having opportunity to to talk about the Lord, talk about you know um, you know Scripture, talk about uh, how just testimony on on what God was doing in our lives, and uh, so I, I never felt like that that was necessarily a void. Uh, I just felt like really, as Melanie was praying, um, the really the prompting in our lives to say, well, how, how are we going to finish? Um, we've, you know, God's brought us this far and has really had, had blessed us tremendously. And, uh, not to say that we expected to, to pass on tomorrow, but how, how are we going to finish? What do we want, want the last, um, kind of season of our life to look like? Mm. And really started to pray and think earnestly about that. And, and from that, God really started opening some doors and some things started changing in the, in the life of the organization I was working for that, to me, became very apparent that it was, a, it was actually a good time for, for me to transition. Hmm. Um, and so uh, he just, he put some, you know, sometimes God leads through circumstances. Sure. And uh, I can say, you know, it's, it's not about coincidence. It's about what God's, God's kind of crafting or scripting. And, uh, and so we... we Fortunately, we're at a point where we were 
really talking a lot about that and praying a lot about <laughs> that. And so it wasn't just, this is a coincidence. This is, God's doing something here and we need to pay attention. Yeah. So this was about two years ago that that prompting happened. And um, how, how do you think that the Lord, how do you think the Lord uniquely prepared you for moving over here? Because obviously you, Tim, you came into a director of development role, which you had no development experience in the traditional sense of fundraising. And I'm guessing that, Melanie, you haven't been a registrar before. I have not. <laughs> I have not. I come from a dental background. and But I, in that, it was a very service-oriented job. Sure. And my heart is full of that. And so this was just... Um, when I found out about the opening here, which it wasn't available when we came to the ranch, um, I was just um, really excited that yeah. I would be able to serve and just provide great relationship and customer service to the parents of the yeah. campers. Yeah. And uh, because you have to prepare the parent's heart just as much as you pray for the campers that are coming because they're the ones that are providing the way. And it's really um, awesome to hear some of the stories over the phone during the day from campers' parents Mm. about how the campers are affecting and um, the lives of the parents that that are here at the camp. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really good at praying people's hearts to change and be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I try to. Yeah. Yeah. And Tim, so you, again, you kind of you kind of came from like a design background right. and working in that field, right. and then shifted over to at the at the beginning it was totally focused on development and fundraising. Right. But where did you see those paths kind of cross that you were like, oh, well, this makes sense now? Yeah. Well, I think it was interesting because as I was making the transition, the organization um, has gone through its own kind of shift. Um, you know, we've been, as I said, involved with the organization since the mid-90s. And, you know, it's had different uh, directors, uh, executive directors, and each one has had their own leadership style. And, you know, um, where it is now is that uh, the organization had kind of made a shift in the way it was trying to lead because yeah. it's it's a broader, it's a larger organization now. And so that transition was still happening as I was joining the team. And so there was some uh, you know, I really said from the very beginning, this is really exciting to me that the organization's approaching uh, being intentional about the way they're going about looking at their leadership style and, and organizational style and, and how we're going to manage and steward what God's provided here. And so coming into that, it was almost um, that my background in terms of where I had been with an organization that started uh, from like five employees and went to 15,000 globally. Mm. I had been through that, seeing an organization change like yeah. that in the past. And so I really felt that was one of the affirming things that when I got here, regardless of my background, I felt like I had something to bring uh, to the table for the organization that would be beneficial for the organization um, uh, in terms of you know, giftings and, and experience that – God seemed to uniquely fit me for yeah. at, at the time that the organization needed it. And, um, I, I mean, I'm not putting, don't want to place too much emphasis on, on, on that in terms of, uh, you know, me being a silver bullet or anything like sure. that. It's, it's more about just God had a unique 
his his timing was perfect. Oh, absolutely. In terms of when I was joining and when Melanie was joining and then the roles that were available and then the way the organization was growing, yeah. all of those things seemed to dovetail really, really well together. Yeah, I remember it It was one of those just so clearly God-ordained situations where right. the company you were with before, your job was literally taking and assuming other brands into the large organization right. And so saying like, okay, well, we've got this new, we've got this new thing that we right. need to incorporate. And so that's what you did. Right. And then lo and behold, New Life Ranch is like, hey, we're going to acquire a new property. Right. What are we going to do? And God's like, uh, don't worry. I got a guy for you. He's, uh, <laughs> his wife's been praying about this for a while. And uh, <laughs> so that, I mean, that was really cool to see. Right. And, and one of those moments where you kind of get a distinct clear picture right. of like oh like god clearly is yeah. ordaining and planning this to right. happen so that was well, fun to see and, you know, and part of that part of that equation frankly was that you know i was here because scott had left and inadvertently yeah. scott ended up coming back and and we needed him i mean yeah. we really needed scott uh last year for the, for what happened um, because of his relationships and the things that he brought to the table. So I think God just really orchestrated something pretty pretty interesting in the life of the organization yeah. last year um, and, and bringing this whole kind of um, mix together, as it were, yeah. of, of talents and abilities of people at the right time, at the right place. Yeah. So, so what, what do your kids think about you guys uh, of working here now? Because they grew up coming here in a big part of their life. They and, did. They did. Yeah. And um, they think it's great. Yeah. Um, but they they were cautious. They were like, "Y'all are what? You're leaving our hometown?" And uh, we were like, "Yeah, we are." And but I think it's a great testament, and mm-hmm. I really value that that we're able to show our kids that um, we're not just going to talk about stepping out on faith mm. and following the plan that we feel in our hearts um, that God has for us. We're actually going to step out, and we're going to do this. Yeah. And because that's our desire for all of them is not only to, to be successful in life and successful in their jobs and what they're doing, but at the heart of it, not be afraid to make a step out on faith and change. And it's mm. change is scary. It was yeah. scary for us, yeah. and but through all the chaos and all the craziness of our big move and our big jump and leap of faith, um, Tim and I knew in our hearts, and we'd look at each other a lot and just smile and know that we knew that God had a plan for us and that He was going to um, show a lot of other families mm. and our children that. He has the bigger picture in mind, and He will safeguard us, and we don't have to worry because we are in His hands, and He's not going to do anything to harm us, but only enrich our lives. Mm. And so we're very thankful, and our kids are just thrilled for us. And yeah. we, you know, we we uh, were raising our kids. In fact, when our kids were coming to camp here, you know, and within Christian circles, uh, I would say Christian music circles. Stephen Curtis Chapman came out with a, with a song, The Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a song that we still reflect on, Yeah, is that, that God really has um, orchestrated a great adventure for, I think, every every Christian, that he's called us uh, to a purpose and has a purpose for us and has a mission for us. And you can kind of live in anticipation Um and and live pretty expectantly if yeah. if you're if you're really trying to follow that call, and so we kind of laugh about that sometimes. Um, 
that we're on this great adventure. Yeah. And uh, it is an adventure. It's fun. It's, yeah, you know, sure. we're, we're enjoying, enjoying it as, um, as daunting as it may seem sometimes when you make some of those leaps. <laughs> um, you know, I, I heard a guy say recently that, uh, if you learn to re, if you learn to kind of reprocess fear and actually call it, start to call it excitement, mm-hmm. it will change your perspective on yeah. things. And I think that's true. I think if, if you start to really say, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be, something new and not processes is actually calling it something scary but actually calling it something exciting mm-hmm. it changes your perspective on that and that's mm-hmm. really i think that's the way we've approached this opportunity is this is going to be exciting this is yeah. going to be something that we haven't done before and it's really going to challenge us and and be willing to step out on faith that way yeah and i honestly didn't think it was always going to be us that would get to come and serve here at new life ranch i really did think it was our oldest son nate that yeah. was going to be here and he yeah. kind of did i mean he was like on the lead team back in the way right. he was internship. he was There's a lot of stories out there about <laughs> nate <laughs> none of are. which are appropriate for <laughs> no <this>. no no <laughs> i hear a new one weekly yeah and uh, but i always did i thought you know it would be um nate and when it Turned out to be us. I was like, "Wow, wow! Thanks, God. <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool. Right, right. Yeah, you send them the kid. They you send them the camp as kids, right. yes. and now you get to come to camp right. as adults. So, right. yes. well, an exciting thing for us is that uh, this summer our oldest grandson will be here for day camp. Oh, wow! So full circle, full it circle. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna you know our grandkids don't live very far away. They come to spend time with us. They live in Tulsa and. Um, they're going to, you know, have already started to experience the fact that uh, Papa and Yaya live close to this camp. Mm-hmm. And they're already starting to, like, equate the two things together. When they when they come, they get to come here and, and hang out. And uh, so it's going to be something that's part of their lives as well. And I'm excited about that for their spiritual walk as mm-hmm. much as much as anything else. Is yeah. that, um, they'll have that opportunity to, to really find some milestones of faith the same way our kids did. Yeah. Has there been anything since coming on staff that has kind of surprised you? Just something that you weren't expecting and, and you're like, oh man, like this is, this is great. Or I didn't expect that at all. I think the community, mm. um, I was um, a little cautious uh, about um, living off campus, not sure. being on campus, but um, being here and um Everyone here at the camp um, just really looks out for one another and has uh, genuine um, compassion for everybody mm-hmm. and just the like-mindedness of everyone. Mm-hmm. Just when um, I feel the little negative attitude creeping up, I see that one person that day that reminds me why we're doing that in their action of doing something or something I'll hear over a conversation or they'll say something and I'm like, oh yeah, mm. that's why we're here. That's what we're here to do. And that's to bring the kids to camp and get them here to camp um, to hear the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm. And I just love being centered around that and being able to talk openly about that and just walking alongside and seeing young families um, with their young kids and just being in community with people. Yeah. is yeah. I, I, That's just such a fringe benefit of all of this that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think the surprising thing to me has been kind of related to that in that um, – I almost feel like the the camp 
from an organizational perspective, feels more almost like a parachurch organization mm-hmm. in, the, in the sense that um, it's very much you, know, you hear uh, churches, and I've heard pastors a lot of times talk about you know we want to operate like like the church in Acts operated and and support each other and um, have everybody's back and that type of that type of atmosphere and be supportive of one another in the New Testament church and that's what you see here as an organization mm-hmm. and it's lived out every day um, in large and small ways you know whether it's somebody moving or somebody has something that they don't need anymore and they're sharing it with somebody else you know say hey do you need this and that that has create creates a, a true sense of community mm. um in a and i think in a very positive way um and so it's that's exciting to me that the organization operates that way mm. and, and it's sincere yeah yeah well good well hey let's take a little break and then uh, when we come back got a, a great little game to play with you guys mm-hmm. because on mcp we don't just do interviews we also play fun games oh so uh we'll <laughs> play right. that right when we get okay, back great in matthew nineteen fourteen, jesus says let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these Those words inspired us to create the Mission 1914 Camper Scholarship Fund. We want to make sure that every kid, regardless of their financial situation, is able to come to camp and hear the good news of Jesus Christ. This year, we expect nearly 1,000 campers to request a scholarship, so we need your help getting them here. A gift of $400 brings one kid to camp. If you'd like to partner with us in bringing kids to camp to experience an incredible week of making friends, having tons of fun, and learning more about the love of Jesus, go to newliferanch.com slash give. Lord, remember me, remember me, oh do Lord, remember me. Let the most amazing grace in the world fall down on me. Welcome back. We've got Mr. Tim here. We've got Miss Melanie. Hello. We're just chatting about them with their life and their... They're alive here at New Life Ranch. Now, we're going to play a game. It's a very simple game. It's called Yes or No. Would you like to play? Yes. I would love to play. Yes. Yes. Just yes or no. (laughs) Just one answer. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to ask you a series of yes or no questions. Well, really, they're just words. And you're going to say yes or you're going to say no. Oh, okay. And maybe we'll get an explanation if if it needs one. All right. Mini corn dogs. Yes. No. Oh, oh split down. <laughs> Is that a that was an emphatic yes and an emphatic no. <laughs> it's pretty polarizing, mini corn dogs. Right. I mean. Yes. Well, Tim cor- thinks they're croutons on the salad. Yes. That's <laughs> that's exactly right. See, that's a good approach. Yeah. You know, if you if you say it's a crouton on a salad, now it's like a health food, right? right. That's right. That's exactly. I'm all about innovation. <laughs> Is it the mininess of the corn dog, or is it just corn dogs in general, Melanie? No, I like a good corn dog. Well, you have to, you know, being because you've probably been to the Texas State Fair, right? Absolutely, and you got to get a corny dog yeah. there, right? Yeah, the foot long corn dog. <laughs> yeah, but is, so it's the mini. You know, it's, it's the always mini. bigger in Texas. You can't deal. That's right. Okay, I understand. All right, <laughs> has to be the. All right, Hookman, yes or no? Hmm. No. No? No. 
Yes. Ooh, yes, Hookman. I like a little scary. Oh, okay. Tim, big Freddy no. cat. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, are you always the one that wants to watch the horror movies? And no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do like a good campfire story. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. But yes. Tim, no. Eh, you know, snap hunting burn me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the Blob. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Two yeses. I'm a no on that because I've only ever been blobbed twice. One of them, I believe, was your son. I'm sure. And I think I still have whiplash from that <laughs> 15 years ago because Nate is a football player. Right. He's built like a football player. Right. I am not. I'm a scrawny runner guy. And so. So what you're saying is you launched really high. I did, but I just, I like, like went straight up and then I came down. I, I don't know. It was like in the old days when we were like figuring the blob out. And it was it was well before the weight limit had been established, right? Or, oh, there's a weight know. limit on oh, the yeah. law. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Only a thirty pound weight difference. But this was like when we very first installed it, right? And well, you know, takes... we were summer staff at. We thought we were could do whatever we want, and I paid for it, so yeah. I, yeah. I don't do the blob anymore. So I, I could see where that weight limit could be an issue because you <laughs> launch somebody clear across the creek if you but hit it right. That takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah, there she is with the danger again. <laughs> right, exactly. man, blob. Now you know, now you know where Nate. Yeah, <laughs> now we know where, <laughs> where that's coming from. We always assumed it was from Tim. No. Nope, it's from his mom. Right. Yeah. Uh, we definitely know the answer to this one. This is going to be an emphatic yes from both of you. Horses. Yes. yes. Whoa. Did you guys have horses down in Texas? Yes, we yes, did. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. How many? We had four. Okay. Uh, I grew up kind of on horseback. My dad was a rancher, and so I've been around horses my whole life. Yeah. And uh, I love, love to mess with horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I grew up with horses also. Uh-huh. Um, met my first horse in fifth grade and kept me out of a lot of trouble. Ooh. And I just know that as a teenager growing up, having a horse, um, man, God gave us a beautiful gift with mm. that animal because mm. it can speak to you. It can... Um, gosh, I, I just love that we have the horses here. Yeah, I was going to say, and, you must be in heaven now, just all oh, the horses yeah, around. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, junior kids, senior kids, I mean, they just need horses. They just exude love, Yeah, and just all they want to do is give a yeah. horse to me. And they <laughs> smell good, the barn smells good. I mean, it's just great. Huh. Okay. Yeah. You are a yeah. true horse person. I am. I am all in. I am F- all in. Funny story. My dad used to judge horse shows, and he actually judged Melanie. Whoa. In horse shows. No more Was this than, before no you guys had met? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. But you guys met, like, you're high school sweethearts, though, right? Correct. We are. Yeah. So this is when you were, like, riding in... Elementary school or middle school? Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, in middle school. Yep. Because Tim, I met Tim when I was a freshman in high school, so it was like seventh eighth grade. He was mm, judging. Yeah. yeah. It should be mentioned that we are recording this on Valentine's Day. That's correct. It won't be. Uh, it won't be broadcast until much later. But it is. It is uh, Valentine's Day. It's so. a heart day. It's yes. a heart day. <laughs> heart day. Oh, so Aww. cute. Uh, all right. Here's another one. The overnight. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
No. Let me Wait. change that. It's a no. You don't like the overnight. I don't like the creepy crawlies. Uh, okay. Let's just be honest. You know, there's a lot of creepy crawlies in the barn, right? <laughs> I'm okay with that because I have, I have the beast next to me. So I'm okay. So but, if the overnight was in the barn, you'd be about it. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't have a problem walking through the dark with no flashlight. Yeah. So it's that's never been an issue for me. It, but you're like a hunter, camper. Right. I right. mean, all of that's right up your wheelhouse. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. I, I'm always curious about this one. This is New Life Ranch. Uh, you know, Tim and I, we work a lot of brand stuff. Right. This could well go down as like a brand word for New Life oh, Ranch. Okay. Sulfur water. Yes. 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 I'm a yes on that too. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up coming to camp here. Right. And so sulfur water is the smell of camp to me. And so if I smell sulfur anywhere else, immediately reminds me of New Life Ranch. So. Yes. Yeah. It just doesn't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) My mother-in-law, on the other hand, she brings a case of water every time she comes out to camp because she just can't handle it. That's um, funny to me because I drink tap water out of the sink here and it doesn't. Yeah. We're definitely immune to it at this point. Yeah. There's no, I don't even smell it. Yeah. I don't either normally. Well, when my kids were growing up here in the nineties though. Yes. Woo. You hit the gate. Yes. Hello, sulfur. It was definitely way stronger back in the day yes. when it was like right. It was like well water from a pail, basically. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, it's come a long way. It has come a long way. Kids these days they complain about sulfur water. They don't. Know. They have not they a clue. Have no idea. <laughs> it was yellow, and we liked it that way. <laughs> All right, last one. This is a big one. The pamper pole. Do you know no. which one that is? No. <laughs> No. Sorry. Do either of you know which one that is? No. No. The pamper pole is the oh, one where yes, you climb I do know straight the up. Yes. You stand on yes, top of it and I you know. have to jump for the uh, paper no. chip. No. <laughs> That's a big no for Melanie. No. I wish I, I wish everyone could see Melanie's face right now <laughs> as I was describing that. <laughs> no. That's a hard maybe for me. <laughs> a hard maybe. <laughs> your mind, yes. Your body, no. Yeah, probably. <laughs> The mind is willing, but I don't know about the body. <laughs> is is there anything on the ropes course that you would be like excited about? Zipline, zipline, zipline. Melanie, no, nothing. Screamer, no. <laughs> it's not the getting up there that I'm afraid of. It's yeah. the coming down. Yeah, no. Have you ever done anything over on the ropes course? No. <laughs> I have boundaries. <laughs> At certain times of the year, like I don't get off the pavement uh, when it gets warm. Okay, <laughs> that's just so what that's, it is. That's like the Dallas city girl in you coming yes, out. You're like yes. a, a city girl living yes. in a country world. Fall, winter, I am all about it. Yeah, summer, no, <laughs> no, no, no Patmos for you. No, not even the hub and spoke. Mm-mm. Low ropes. No. no. <laughs> I'm a little bit country. She's a little bit rock and roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I can't think of a more perfect representation of you guys. So. You well, go. I appreciate you guys coming in and chatting with me today. Happy Th- Valentine's Day. You Thanks, Justin. And to Thank you. you. Appreciate hearing your story. And, uh, Thank and, you for having and, us. And appreciate having you guys part of New Life Ranch now. Yeah. It's great. Glad to be here. So, thanks again.
Hey, thanks for joining us again for MCP. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Mr. Tim and Miss Melanie a little bit better. On the May episode of the podcast, I'll be interviewing Miss Maggie King. She was literally born at New Life Ranch. Well, not literally, but almost. Music for the podcast was written and performed for New Life Ranch by Cass Harris. You can find all of his work on iTunes and Spotify. Additional music was written and performed for the ranch by Chris King. Mr. Chris makes the most amazing grilled cheese in the world. He says the key is to use white bread, slightly toasted. And finally, help us spread the word about MCP by sharing this podcast with your friends and subscribing on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in May.